It's a joy for us to be here this morning and as we go into God's word, um, let's open up our Bibles and look into Isaiah chapter 54. Before we read the scriptures, uh, we're really glad uh, to have uh, Aya and Amma here this morning from uh, uh, Irkard. Uh, we welcome you, uh, Pastor. They serve uh, the Lord uh, in Irkard. Um, They've been in the ministry for many, many years, a missionary family. And uh, we are honored uh, to have you here this morning. May God bless you. Thank you so much for coming. Isaiah chapter 54, and let's read verses 1 to 3. Isaiah chapter 54, verses 1 to 3. children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Amen. This is just after Isaiah 53. Why we have to talk about Isaiah 53? Because Isaiah has prophesied about uh, the coming and the suffering of Christ. And just after the prophet has largely discoursed about the sufferings of Jesus and of the blessed fruit that is going to come out of his suffering, here the prophet continues on and now takes us in and gives us a glimpse to foresee the glorious state of the church. If you read through Isaiah 54, it talks about how the Lord is going to gather the people. Sing barren woman, who, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy. You who were never in labor, talking about the people of Israel, who never produced fruit, who were called and set apart to be the people of God, so that through them, the nations will know him. But, He's talking about the Jewish people and saying, sing you barren woman because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Because the ones who didn't bring forth fruit, who didn't bring forth children, are more are the ones who are going to be born through her. Um, and talking about the Gentiles who are going to be gathered together than of her who has a husband. Uh, contrasting with the Jewish people that the Lord is going to bring the Gentiles and the Jews together and there are going to be more of them coming together as the people of God, as a church. And here the prophet is prophesying about uh, and foreseeing the glorious church that is going to be birthed as Jesus would come, die and rise again. And after he has paid the penalty for the sins of all mankind, there's not just the Jews, but the Jews and Gentiles are going to be gathered together as his people. And as a chapter preceding to this uh, literally speaks of Christ, this speaks literally about the church of Christ. And this church consisting of Jews and afterward the Gentiles coming together. Um, the Jews have been barren, but now through Christ, they're not going to be barren anymore but they're going to be bringing forth Gentiles because the gospel is going to go forth from Israel and through the Jewish people. So this is an amazing prophecy of uh, Isaiah the prophet. He foresees the glorious state of the church and uh, he's calling them to extend their territories. And so this morning, I would like to title this morning's message as Extended Territories. And this, I believe, is not just a sermon for a sermon's sake for a Sunday morning. But I really believe that this is a prophetic word that God has given to us uh, as a church. That God wants us to extend our territories. And we prayed yesterday when we gathered together as we uh, prayed together in the fasting prayer also. And this is something that I think even Anita Anti was talking about and praying, leading in prayer. Uh, about extending, you know, going beyond. And uh, in the same way, even this morning as my brother was leading worship, talking about living for the kingdom's cause and that God would break our hearts 
with things that uh, that break his heart and i believe that this is so much uh, you know in what the spirit of god is leading us to and he does not want us to hold back and that's what this passage is talking about verse 2 and 3 enlarge the place of your tent stretch your tent curtains wide do not hold back lengthen your cords strengthen your stakes for you will spread out to the right and to the left your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities as uh, israel was so desolate and uh, the rest of the world was lost because des- israel was not bearing fruit but now god is calling uh, and restoring israel from this barrenness and uh, he's going to make them fruitful and so here the prophet foresees the glorious state of the church that's going to come forth and so he's calling them to break forth into a song of triumph while actually they were in exile in babylon but there are days coming when they're going to come forth uh and they're going to be multiplying and exponentially growing and literally dispossessing nations and so he's telling them strengthen lengthen stretch yourself you know expand your base so that more are going to be added into the kingdom of god and so he calls them to sing a song of triumph well actually right now they are still in captivity in exile and this chapter consisting of uh, um, you know where the jews earlier were barren but now the gentiles are going to come through christ is a prophetic word for us because this is a time we believe that god is calling us to extend our territories and god is going to extend our territories amen, amen. hallelujah and so as we come together and pray together we are as we take this and effort to pray every day you know at different times in different settings and different gatherings on the streets pulling down strongholds when we are going to do all of this we are truly going to walk the length and the breadth of this region and we're going to see the kingdom of god extended amen hallelujah believe that take it as a word of prophecy as the prophet isaiah spoke even though he spoke probably about 800 years before christ every word of prophecy is about christ and what happens through him and so it holds good for us and we are at the receiving end or we are at the place of seeing its full fulfillment amen hallelujah and so how are we going to see the restoration of this barrenness he's talking about how this woman who never bore a child is going to bear and is going to see a great multiplication and there are going to be more other children of the desolate woman in fact paul the apostle picks up this very same passage and quotes it in galatians talking about how you know we were born of the spirit are more and that's the gospel that has come because they who received the gospel you know went back to the law and uh, you know failed to continue to walk in the truth of the gospel and uh, there were some others who came into the church at galatia and they came and brought confusion and so when paul was dealing with that and writing to the church at galatia calling them to hold on to the truth of the gospel you know he in fact uses this very same scripture passage and tells about how you've been called you know as gentiles you know he's referring to this very passage there now how are we going to see the restoration and how are we going to see the extension of our territories you know territories are talking about very often geographical territories but i believe the today's world we are not contained or limited to geographical territories today we the globalization has made the world into a global village <laughs> and so we really are uh, uh you know completely connected to the whole world in many many different ways 
whether you talk about economy whether you talk about technology whether you talk about information whether you talk about science whether you talk about research you talk about work day to day work most of you don't work for an indian firm right hello your real employees your real, the real guys who are paying you your your monthly you know money is not just out of india and business within india you actually working for yeah other companies your profits are coming from outside your incomes are coming from outside and you're servicing for others who are in other countries and so somebody who uh, bought an ipad or a, a laptop in the united states doesn't know where to find the switch on button and some of them don't know where it is and they actually call the customer care and who picks it up it's probably a roshan in ambutur <laughs> who's picking up the call and say and speaking in american language and rolling the r's <laughs> and they're trained for that isn't that true yeah that's it that's how it works in today's world you have a problem with your bank account you call somebody else in some other country picks it up he's talking about your problem and so today when we talk about territories we are not talking just about ananagar we are not just talking about party we are not just talking about chennai we're talking about territories locally and globally hallelujah amen and the kingdom of god is also not just local we may have you may see local expressions of his kingdom but the kingdom of god is a global kingdom amen because the great commission says go into all the world preach the gospel baptize everyone in the name of the father son and the holy spirit and make disciples of all nations all ethnic groups all people groups amen hallelujah and so god is calling us to enlarge the place of your tent it may mean differently for different people for some of you it might be global in 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 many different ways for some of you it might be local right here around your neighborhood but whatever be the scope of influence or the sphere of influence or the field that god has given to you god wants you to enlarge this is how you're going to see the restoration of this barrenness this is how we're going to see the extension of our territories as we lengthen and strengthen if you read in verse number 2 and 3 it says that enlarge the place of your tent stretch your tent curtains wide do not hold back lengthen your cords enlarge lengthen stretch it and strengthen your stakes lengthen and strengthen these are two ways by which you can actually see the restoration of the barrenness and the extension of our territories for you will spread out to the right and to the left your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in the desolate cities god wants us to lengthen god wants us to you know stretch our cords enlarge the place of your tent stretch move from obscurity from limitedness to a spacious place and maybe for us as a church we literally have to move and find a more spacious place you can say amen <laughs> hallelujah amen i believe that when we expand you know make more room god will bring more people hallelujah that's true you know we might have gone through the enemy's attack and that's how it was for the people of israel they were under barrenness they were in a place where the enemy had taken control of their lives they had lost their freedom the people of israel suffered much under the enemy kingdom but god has not forgotten them god has not left them we might have faced a lot of battles we might have faced a lot of challenges but this is a time where god wants us to lengthen move from obscurity into a place a, a spacious place into a place of abundance he want, he has not abandoned us but he's taking us to a place of abundance hallelujah and prophetically speaking this message god will do that amen he has not abandoned us but he is taking us to a place of abundance read with me in psalm 66 verses 10 to 12 for you god tested us 
66, 10 to 12. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. Hallelujah. You might have gone through the fire and the water. You might have uh, felt like you've been so imprisoned. You've been so contained. But we are contented. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We don't feel contained, but we feel contented with what God has given to us. But we're not going to be contented at this place. But we're expecting for God to take us into a place of abundance. Hallelujah. Believing for that. Lengthen the cords. Stretch the tents. It speaks of what we ought to be doing. How much that we need to move from the limitedness. Coming into a spacious place is God's doing. We cannot do it by ourselves with our own strength. But God will enable us to do that. Because that is his will. Psalm 18 verses 16 to 19 says, He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. Hallelujah. The enemy fought as much as he could. The people in this, place, in this region tried to fight against us as much as they could. Many rose against us. Many even did witchcraft, sorcery against us. Many even plotted and planned and schemed together, got together and said, somehow we must move these people out of this place. They sent a delegation. They even called the cops. But we still remain. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're still thriving and growing. Hallelujah. There were at least five people, you know, just in this neighborhood, I literally know more, who rose against us. We're not happy for them. But, but that's what God does. That He supports us. He stands by us. When the enemy comes against us, He fights for us. Hallelujah. He reaches down to us. He rescued us. He brought us into a spacious place. He rescued us because he delighted in me. The Lord delights in us as his church, as his body, because he gave his own blood for us. Hallelujah. He's pleased with our praise. He's pleased with our worship. He's pleased with our lives. As we have dedicated ourselves to his cause, for his kingdom's cause, even this morning as we sang, I believe it was not just a song to sing, a melodious song to sing and rejoice and feel good. But a song of commitment, a song of dedication. That says I'm here for his kingdom's cause. Hallelujah. And so the Lord delights in a commitment of that kind. And he will take us to a spacious place. That widow went and borrowed empty vessels. When Elisha the prophet told her to do so. While there was famine in the land. While there was a debt in her life. The widow at Zarephath obeyed and gave everything she had to prophet Elijah. Here at the time of Elisha, this woman was in debt. Was told by Elisha to go and find, you know, empty vessels from the neighborhood. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 3 to 6, we read, Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. 2 Kings 4, 3 to 6. Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. It's time we stop asking for just a few. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to start asking, Lord, give us people groups, Lord. Lord, give us whole nations, Lord. Give us a whole city, Lord. For your kingdom's sake, for your name's sake. Hallelujah. That people will come out of darkness, will come into the light. That people will come out of curses and come into the blessing of God. That people will come out of sin and, and be transformed by the power of the gospel. You see the condition of our nation, even young little girls are spoiled by brutal men. You see, you know, own parents are being murdered. You see, husbands are murdering wives. You see all kinds of evil. You see all kinds of demonic things that are happening. This is not human, this is demonic. It's not human to kill another human. And some men are even having, you know, uh, 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 you know, horrible kind of, uh, you know, indulgences with the, you know, even animals. They're engaging, you know, for their own pleasures with animals. 
literally you see that news coming up very frequently these days some of you are like wondering oh where is this this is in india right you watch the news you will find it you read the newspaper you will find it it's horrible but how can people be delivered from this what will change this nation what will deliver people from this darkness it is the love of jesus it is the transforming power of jesus that can set them free from the you know the 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 bondage of sin the bondage of the devil and as and and as the people of god we got to pray lord extend our territories help us to reach out to such kind of people and bring deliverance in their lives elisha said go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars don't just ask for a few don't just ask for your kind of people ask for every kind of person in this world to be brought into the saving knowledge of jesus ask for every people group to be brought to the saving knowledge of jesus pray for every you know kind of uh, uh, people who are involved in every kind of profession to be brought into the saving knowledge of jesus all kinds of people who are in, under all kinds of evil practices and bondages and superstitious beliefs and you know all kinds of rituals and customs pray that god will bring them into his kingdom don't just ask for a few then you find uh, elisha saying then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons pour oil into the all the jars and it's each is filled put it on one side she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons they brought the jars to her and she kept pouring that little olive oil she had when all the jars were full she said to her son bring me another one but he replied there's no jar left then the oil stopped flowing the more the empty vessels the more it was filled hallelujah the more the spacious place the more god will fill it hallelujah amen let's pray that god will give us a bigger place pray that god will give us a spacious place pray that god will give us a strategic place not in an obscure place not in a hidden place pray that god will give us a prominent place amen, amen. hallelujah why can't we ask god for a great landmark location in the city amen. amen hallelujah a landmark location not just some side street in some corner you know as much, you know as long as we just get some small piece of place no hallelujah the bible says the earth and the fullness thereof belongs to the lord hallelujah amen praise the lord let's believe that and so god wants us to lengthen move in faith step out in faith start looking for a place start giving towards building a place buying a place taking a place hallelujah amen if you got unused jewelry too much of it bring them in <laughs> hallelujah we can always put them to good use if you have unused properties bring them in they sold their properties and laid it at the apostles feet the bible says hallelujah for the sake of the expansion of the kingdom of god for the sake of people who are lost to be brought into the kingdom of god amen let's lengthen our cords and 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 uh, stretch our tents quickly number 2 we're going to be talking about how it's important we strengthen our sticks it's talking about enlarge the place of your tent stretch your tent curtains wide do not hold back lengthen your cords strengthen your stakes enlarging lengthening stretching we got to go into new places we got to find new locations we got to find people who are in need we got to find people who need the gospel we need find people who need help and strengthen your stakes strengthening your stakes this is strengthen your stakes talk talk about it just simply means a stake is a strong wooden or a metal post with a point at one end driven into the ground to support a plant or form the part of a fence or to mark a boundary strengthen your stakes find your location and strengthen it find the boundaries find the spheres of influence that god has given to you on one side we got to be lengthening on one side we got to be investing on one side we got to be finding a spacious place and and god will bring more as we expand more at the same time he wants us to strengthen our stakes this is what a stake is it's a wooden or a metal post with a pointed one and driven into the ground to support a plant or form a part of a fence or mark a boundary 
this is something that you drive in strongly take it deep so that you mark your boundary so that you it helps you to grow so that you you fix your territory and also it's something that marks an area with you mark an area with stakes so as to claim ownership of it a stake is something that you place in the boundary lines and that means that you take ownership of it and the devil knows his strategy really well i was in myanmar recently and at a place where thousands of these pagodas pagodas are basically these temples that are being built thousands of them built right from the 10th century onwards 10th 11th century built by many kings and queens and we asked one of our friends who is now a servant of god in cambodia uh who was an ex buddhist monk we asked him i asked him why did they build so many of them in this place and this is a region called bagan in fact just a few days back unesco uh, has declared this whole place this region and all of these buildings as uh, world heritage sites and i asked him why did they actually come and build so many of these in this one region and interestingly this region is not a place where people live it's not village areas it's not where communities dwell normally you would have temples where a community live because that would be needed for them to have as a place of worship but they have gone away from the city away from the main area and gone into no man's land and built thousands of them huge ones and some of them you know the idols themselves are over 100 feet tall huge brick structures and the thickness of the walls are at least 10 to 15 feet thickness of the wall we built 9 inches walls 15 feet thickness huge structures i asked this buddhist monk young uh, ex monk hey why have they come and built 3800 you know of these here all over this region you just need a, you actually need a telescope so we got onto a huge building a huge tower which is about 13 14 feet uh, uh story tall and got a telescope and only with the telescope you can actually view all of them so huge and spread all over in the midst of forest lands we asked them why did they build this he gave me a brilliant answer he asked he gave me a, he asked me a question he said why does a dog go from place to place and peace you got the answer right brilliant it marks its territory <laughs> and so that's why these people in those days these kings and queens went and built all of this to show the greatness of their power and that enabled them to mark their territory that all of these lands all of this region belong to us and so they built huge structures the demonic the devil's kingdom knows how to mark its territories the lord is calling us to mark our territory hallelujah hallelujah you got to extend your territory there's a sphere of influence that god has given to you there's a scope of uh, influence that you have amongst people where god has placed you at maybe it's your neighborhood maybe it's a workplace maybe it's a place uh, of influence professionals of a certain kind or a certain kind of clientele that you service to a certain kind of thing that you are engaged in that takes you by work or by for sake of work or for the sake of education or research or whatever it might be something that god has given in your hands some place where god has placed you where he has given you a sphere of influence he's saying strengthen your stakes get your boundaries there identify where god has placed you identify the region god has given you identify the circle of influence that god has given you identify the sphere of influence identify the field that god has given to you it involves your work your paid work and your life work your life work which is larger than your paid work 
the set of good works that God has called us to do. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 talks about how we are not saved by good works, but we were saved for good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. For everyone, God has prepared in advance a set of good works for us to do, which is larger than your paid work. Your paid work is probably part of it. And so strengthen your stakes. There's a sphere of influence. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Read the scripture. We, however, will not boast beyond proper limits. Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth. And when they had a power struggle uh, where some people were actually, uh, you know, pledging their allegiance to Paul. Some were uh, pledging their allegiance to Apollos. Some were pledging their allegiance to, you know, different apostles. Paul the Apostle writes this letter to the church at Corinth to deal with about five different issues they had. We don't have time to go into that. But let me help us to just understand this verse in its context. The whole idea that Paul is writing about here as he writes to the church at Corinth is to assert his apostleship while he is trying to bring correction to them. And some of them are saying that who is he to tell us what to do? And so for that sake, he, he's helping them to know that you, the church at Corinth, uh, you know, you are the people who we passionately own for the gospel's sake. <laughs> you belong to us. We have invested into your lives. We have come with the gospel. We have come discipling you. We have come, you know, uh, trying to establish you in the teachings of scriptures. And as we are helping you to grow and there are issues here and while you are having a problem with, you know, accepting our leadership, he says, we are not boasting beyond what God has given to us. You have been entrusted to us by God. And so in that context, he says, we however will not boast beyond proper limits. Second Corinthians 10, 13. This is not boasting about money or cars or bungalows or houses. This is about, you know, God has given you to us and we are here appointed as an apostle to you, but you are not accepting, everybody is not accepting our apostleship. And so in order to correct them, in order for them to understand how God has placed them, you know, he speaks and says, we however will not boast beyond our proper limits, but will confine our boasting to the sphere or Sir, of service God has assigned to us a sphere that includes you also. Basically, he says, in another version, it would say, we will not boast, um, we, we, uh, we will confine our boasting to the field God has given to us. To the field God, God has given each one a field to work. A sphere of service that God has given. You must identify that. It is your neighborhood. It is a place where God has placed you. It is your workplace. It is the influences that God has given to you as you travel probably for work, as you probably, you know, engage with certain kinds of people in certain activities that you get involved in or maybe it is in your uh, larger family and you have a sphere of influence that God has given to you instead of using them for gossip and for stories and hearing stories and passing them on. That's a sphere of influence that God has given to you. Instead of just hearing sob stories of people, that's a sphere of influence that God has given to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So strengthen your stakes. Jesus was very clear. In Mark chapter 1 verse 38 and 39, Jesus replied. Mark 1 38, 39, Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. At another place when the Syrophoenician woman came where her daughter was under demon possession. You know, Jesus said, I have come, primarily come to the lost sheep of Israel. He was very clear about his mission and where he would function. He came to the lost sheep of Israel to show that he is a Messiah and he would pay the price, the penalty for the sins of all mankind. And through them, the gospel will go out to the Gentiles. That was his plan. But he functioned there. To the villages and the regions where you know he wanted to go and says that is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. 
Peter very clearly says, you know, Paul says that Peter was called to be an apostle to the Jews. Well, Paul was called to be an apostle to the Gentiles. Very clear call of God. Very clearly spoken by Ananias. And then you see that actually happening. And Peter is actually progressing the gospel to many regions where there were Jewish settlements. He was primarily an apostle to the Jews, even though he was the first one to take the gospel to the Gentiles at the house of Cornelius. But Paul says, Peter most served among the Jews and Paul was called to be an apostle. There's a field that God has given to you. And apostle Paul says, we will not boast beyond that. We will confine our boasting to the sphere of service that God has given. And so would you identify and strengthen your stakes? There's an anointing, there is a grace and a deposit of all that it takes for you to function and succeed in your life for the kingdom's sake that has already been entrusted to you. There is also the sphere of influence that God has given to you. Identify that, strengthen that. Don't hold back. Don't be without functioning when you have influence over people's lives. You don't need a title of leadership. Leadership by definition is simply influence. The highest, the highest level of leadership is actually a leadership which just comes by influence. But the lowest level of leadership is a leadership that comes only by a title or a position. You get what I'm talking about? God has called you to be a leader in the kingdom of God. To be a force of influence. And as my brother said, as we led worship this morning, the church is a force that the world... Uh, uh, I remember, the, I forget the exact statement. Is a force to be... Is a, is a force to be reckoned with. You are a force that the world cannot reckon with. The world cannot fight against. Hallelujah. Because we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're not fighting with human weapons. We're not fighting with our own strength. We're not fighting with our knowledge. We're not fighting as the world does. Our weapons of warfare are spiritual. Pulling down of strongholds and subjecting every thought to the obedience. Taking every thought and making it captive to the obedience to the thought of, to the thought of Christ. Hallelujah. And so you have the power of God working in you powerfully. When you lay hands on sick person, they will get well. When you cast a demon out, when you break a bondage of witchcraft, it will be broken and the person will be set free. A financial breakthrough will come. A blessing will come upon their lives. They will be delivered from darkness. They will be delivered from curses. The eternal destiny of that person will change. You have such power entrusted to you. And there's a sphere of influence that God has given to you. There's a field that God has given to you. Don't hold back. What is causing you to hold back? No demonic force has the power to resist your influence over an area that God has called you to serve. Claim your territory. Claim the people. Claim the souls. Claim the hearts of people. It may be the darkest places where the dead are buried and the demons make their home. <laughs> But take authority over it. When Jesus and his disciples stepped out of the boat into the region of Gerizines. There was a man who was right there among the tombs and he was cutting himself. He was naked and he was possessed by demons. And Jesus confronted him and talked to him and asked him, what is your name? And the demon spoke and said, legion means many demons. We are many. If you read Mark chapter 5 and verse 10, he begged Jesus again and again, that man, who is demon possessed and tormented day and night, begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of that area. That demons, those demons took control of him and that area and, and dwelt, resided. They needed a body and they used this man's body to reside, to take control of that area. And so the demons begged him and said again and again not to send them out of that area. These are territorial spirits. Strongholds that sit in every street corner. That sit in every junction. Sit in every three road junction. You have the power to demolish the evil forces that control the hearts and lives of people that blind the people of the world where they still live in sin. They still live under bondage. They still live under curses. And they're going into an eternal hell. But God has given us a power to cast those evil spirits out and people will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus.
is the spirits that have blinded them the demonic spirits that have blinded them you cast them out and they will be set free hallelujah this man begged again and again don't let us go out of this area and jesus cast the demon out verse 17 then the people began to plead with jesus to leave their region they knew there is some other force some other power has come the power of god is so mighty and awesome that this man in whom all of these evil forces resided and through uh, that demonic presence that business was happening everything was cast out and the demons were cast on the pigs and they went into the lake and they were all drowned you can drown every force of evil under the bottom of the sea hallelujah hallelujah it may be the place of violence and self destruction it may be the darkest places where the dead are buried and the demons make their home when you step off the boat with jesus jesus just got off the boat when you arrive at the shore when you come to that place of that territory that place that region where god has placed you in the sphere of influence that god has given to you when you step in when you take your rightful position in your place and say this is a place god has placed me and i'm going to see the kingdom of god invade in this place i'm going to see souls saved in this place i'm going to see evil forces and demonic oppression and demonic uh, you know uh, uh, spirits operating cast away from this place when you take your rightful place when you strengthen your stakes you enter into a place of spiritual authority and that spiritual authority has been placed over you to take captive everything that the devil has taken hold of in that region your influence is not to be dictated by external forces you stand in command of things hallelujah as the child of the almighty god you stand in command of things you don't go negotiate jesus did not negotiate with those demons in that area he said i command you to leave and went into the pigs hallelujah jesus rebuked rebuked the forces of evil that were taken people captive you dictate the course of action and the destiny of the dead will be changed you will bring them back to life hallelujah hallelujah dead lives will be resurrected in this area hallelujah dead lives will be resurrected in the sphere of influence that god has placed you hallelujah hallelujah until the spirit man comes alive and comes in in fellowship with god that spirit is dead the life of the person is as good as dead even though he might be breathing god will god will give you that spiritual authority god has given you that spiritual authority rise up and exercise it hallelujah it's time to step up the game hallelujah amen it's no longer the season to play it safe it's no longer the time to go into the it's now the time to go into the enemy's camp and plunder hell and populate heaven It's time to step out and strengthen your stakes. It's time to break strongholds. It's time to take hold of of regions for God. Hallelujah. It's time to take hold regions for God. Hallelujah. Church, this is not the time to be silent. This is not a time to sleep. This is not a time to feel the feed our own self. This is a time to step out and take people and regions, apartments and gated communities and regions and neighborhoods. Hallelujah. Your office complexes take them whole for god hallelujah just don't go for work and just don't earn your money and come back home take the place for god go around the place walk around and pray hallelujah god will give you souls god will give you souls what are you waiting for whose approval do you need what are you waiting for whose approval do you need whose endorsement do you need the god of the heaven and the earth has entrusted this in your hands he's given you that spiritual authority he's given you a sphere of influence he's calling you this morning to restore the barrenness he's calling you this morning to extend territories he's calling you to lengthen and strengthen your stakes hallelujah hallelujah what do you need what do you need what can you what can hold you back do you have a vision do you have gifts do you have talents yes everyone has do you sense a inner witness in your heart this morning to extend your territories amen, amen. hallelujah you're never too old to do that you it's never too late to begin amen you're never too old to start you're never too late to begin begin today 
Are you ready to lengthen and strengthen? Do you foresee the glorious state of the church? Auntie Anita, as she was leading, leading in prayer this yesterday, she spoke about how she very often envisions a large place, a church where people are standing and worshiping God. Hallelujah. Do you foresee a glorious church? Hallelujah. If you foresee, that is something that God has given to you. Amen. Do you see, foresee churches planted everywhere and people of God coming together and worshiping the Lord? Do you foresee people come into the kingdom of God in large numbers? Not just a few, not just a few empty vessels, but we're going to get everything as much as we can. Do you sense that God is bringing us out of barrenness to a spacious place? Amen. Are you willing to bring the empty vessels? Are you willing to give and expand the kingdom of God? Are you willing to give it all? Are you excited about finding a prominent, strategic, larger space? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's find one and move and move greater and move to a greater and a glorious place. Are you ready to strengthen your stakes? Are you ready to function in your sphere of influence to take charge of the areas that God has given to you? Are you ready? Amen. At a time when Adorinam Judson, about close to about 150 years ago, was serving the Lord in Burma and had lost his wife and married again, then lost another wife and married again. And, and, and in the midst of great persecution by the Burmese kings, spent his time serving the Lord and translating the Bible into Burmese. And he was imprisoned. And I had the opportunity of going to that place where he was actually imprisoned and tortured. And in that place, he, he, he translated the whole of the Bible into Burmese. Went back to America, came back. He could not, you know, his wife died on the way. And for her sickness, he was going back. And she died on the way in the, sh in the ship. And then he came back. And then again, suffered under the hands of these cruel kings. But translated the Bible. And when somebody asked him, when he didn't see much results at that time, they asked him, you know, what do you think is the future of missions in Burma? He said, the future of missions in, is in Burma is as bright as the promises of God. Hallelujah. In the midst of such persecution, in the midst of such sickness and loss and, and death of his own loved ones, in the midst of, you know, so much suffering, he said, the future of the church and the missions in Burma is as bright as the promises of God. And he himself, affected with great sickness, while heading back, back to America uh, on a ship, died on the way three days after he left. And he was buried at sea. Nobody knows where his you know, bones lie. But such were the sacrifices and the lives of those who served the Lord faithfully and sacrificially. And their lives speak to us even today. Amen. Their lives challenges even today. What are we doing? We are living in our comfort zone. And I happened to be at that village where he was persecuted and where he lived and served and, and met a young person, a young couple who has come into that region to faithfully serve the Lord. And they're serving the Lord right there even now in the midst of great persecution. While they start singing in their house and, and worshiping God, people around start st throwing stones at them. They're in much poverty, much need. And in much suffering and much opposition, they're faithfully serving the Lord. The mission that Adoniram Judson began continues on even today. Hallelujah. I had a good amount of, uh, um, you know, Burmese currency on hand. And at the end of hearing his story and ministering to them and praying for him, I just gave away everything I had to him and said, you know, let the church at Burma rise up and thrive and may men of God in this place multiply and grow. Hallelujah. Because the kingdom of God is coming everywhere. Hallelujah. God is moving people in different places strategically. God led this young person to come there and start up uh, a work among the people there, you know, with a dream. God gave him a dream and showed him this place and brought him there and has established him there. Hallelujah. You know, we thank God for such men and women who sacrificially serve the Lord. Ayah, who's here, has gone into several tribal regions. For days together, he would go away and live amongst them and reach them with the gospel and serve them, minister to them and come back. 
what powerful men of God we have even in our midst, even these days. Hallelujah. We as a church should not be sleeping. It's time for us as a church to arise. It's time for us to get out of our comfort zones. It's time for us to identify our spheres of influence and strengthen our stakes, take control, take charge of the boundaries and the territories that God has given to us and expand and extend our territories and bring the gospel of Jesus to the perishing people of the world so that none will be lost, none will perish in hell. Hallelujah. Shall we pray this morning and cry out to God and ask God, Lord, enable us to extend our territories, Lord. Lord, enable us to see the restoration of the barrenness that we are seeing right now. And we want to burst out in song and sing with joy because you are restoring our barrenness. Believe that this morning. Church, do you believe that? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you lengthen your cords and stretch your tents? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, right now, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, strengthen your stakes. Identify the spheres of influence that God has given to you. Would you rise up? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you. We honor you, Lord, for what you're doing in our midst this morning, oh Father. We thank you for your prophetic word to us this morning. Lord, through, Lord, the word that was inspired and spoken by prophet Isaiah. Lord, that word is not dead, but that word is alive and well. Oh, that word has power and authority. Thank you for speaking to us, O oh Master. We pray that every one of us will rise up and serve you, Lord. We'll rise up and build your kingdom, Lord. We thank you, we praise you for which you gave yourself, for which you shed your precious blood, for which, Lord, you came down from heaven to earth. Even this morning, O oh Master, Lord, we commit ourselves in your mighty hands, O oh Lord. Lord, even as we participate in the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus, we pray and we, as we remember, Lord, your sacrifice and death and resurrection Lord we want to commit ourselves to serve like Jesus did hallelujah as we come together as one body in Christ as we participate from this one bread and cup Lord we pray that you unite our hearts oh father Lord that we will function as your body as you've given us different gifts in the body we pray that every gift in the body will be released in the name of Jesus every calling every area Lord that each one is called to function we pray and release them in the name of Jesus he hidden gifts, uh, hidden potentials, uh, hidden capacities, uh, hidden talents uh, may be released in the name of Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. Everyone, uh, Lord, who is bound, everyone who is kept silent, uh, oh, everyone who is holding back, uh, we pray that they shall be released in the name of Jesus uh, for the purposes of God. Oh, hallelujah. We commit each one of us in your mighty hands, uh, even as we participate in your broken body, in your shed blood. We pray your presence uh, will fill our hearts and our lives uh, and we pray that, Lord, uh, we will be drawn to your purpose this morning and challenged by the sacrifice that you did for us on the cross. Bless everyone we pray. For everyone who come has walked into this room is blessed this morning. We commit them to your care and your keeping. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen.